Welcome to Old Books of Grace. Today is Ash Wednesday, the first day of the Christian liturgical season of Lent. This year on Old Books with Grace, I'm offering a Lent series on penitential poetry. That is, on poems of the past that reflect on one's sin or need, especially the need for forgiveness, on lament, on making things right, on conversion and satisfaction. Such poetry is part of an ancient tradition dating all the way back to the Psalms themselves. In the spirit of Lent, this series will be stripped down to the essentials, which is something I'm trying to maintain in my own life this Lent. I will give you some background on the poet and the poem, where you can find the poem, and translation information if need be. Then I will read you the poem. Then I'll offer something a little different for Old Books with Grace. I'll offer five minutes of silence on the podcast so that it's timed for you. If you'd like to take this opportunity to meditate on the poem or to pray, here is space for you. One of the central goals of Lent is reflection, particularly on your own limitations as a human being, both those given to you by God as a creature, as a created blessing to the world, and those that we wreak upon ourselves and others with our choices and habits. At the end of the five minutes of silence, I will offer a prayer of thanksgiving for the poet and poem. Of course, you can always skip it if you don't want to do it and fast forward ahead. There will be links in the show notes or the poems themselves for the poems that I read. begin with one of my favorite early modern poets, the Welsh mystic and Anglican priest Thomas Traherne. If you follow my substack, Medievalish with Grace Hammond, you've read me write about Traherne before, but I've never discussed him on the podcast, so I'm excited to share him today. Thomas Traherne was likely the son of a shoemaker at Hereford, though that is speculation because we don't possess his baptismal record. He went to Brasenose College at Oxford and became rector of Credenhill. After about a decade of serving there, he became private chaplain to Sir Orlando Bridgman, Lord Keeper of the Great Seal for King Charles II, until that lord's death. Traherne died shortly after, before the age of 40, and only one of his books was published in his lifetime. His poetry and meditations were actually unearthed at the tail end of the 19th century by sheer luck and the grace of God. They were discovered in a group of manuscripts about to be trashed in a bookseller's stall, and initially mistaken for lost works of his fellow Welsh metaphysical poet, Henry Vaughan, who is another favorite of mine. C.S. Lewis, Algis Huxley, and Thomas Merton all loved Thomas Traherne's writings. Lewis called Traherne's work centuries, quote, almost the most beautiful book in the English language. Even as an atheist, Lewis noticed the mild, frightening, paradisial flavor, as he called it, of Traherne's writing. I agree with Lewis. Both Traherne's prose and poetry are exquisite. Most of all, to sit with Traherne's simplicity and longing ever whets the desire for beauty and for the piercing joy of holiness. 
He reminds me of Julian of Norwich, which is basically the highest compliment I can give to a contemplative writer. Traherne himself seems to switch between two main modes, confession and grateful wonder. These feel like very appropriate attitudes for Lent. For Traherne, the natural world preaches the love and reality of God in its unending variety, diversity, liveliness, and surprise. And yet created things point beyond in all their loveliness. They are no end to themselves. I start with his poem, Desire, because like Ash Wednesday itself, the poem is an invitation, an entry or a doorway. At a superficial level, I offer it as invitation to read more Traherne because not enough people read him and he really deserves it. At a deeper level, though, desire invites us to tend to our own desire. Initially, desire may appear to be a strange point with which to begin a series on repentance. But all repentance is actually grounded in desire, a desire with which we enter the world, a restlessness that is the sheer gift of God. This is a desire beyond what Traherne calls the dead material toys with which we distract and hurt ourselves. Desire is the beginning of recognizing our need for something deeper, for something more, for turning. To turn inward to that core, soaring sacred thirst, as he calls it, is to turn towards God and to take the first step into the way of repair and peace in our relationships with God and with our neighbors here on earth. Forgiving me desire, an eager thirst, a burning ardent fire, a virgin infant flame, a love with which into the world I came, an inward hidden heavenly love, which in my soul did work and move, and ever, ever me inflame, with restless longing heavenly avarice that could never be satisfied, that did incessantly a paradise unknown suggest, and something undescried discern and bear me to it, be thy name forever praised by me. My parched and withered bones burnt up did seem, my soul was full of groans. My thoughts extensions were, like paces, reaches, steps, they did appear. They somewhat hotly did pursue, knew that they had not all their due, nor ever quiet were, but made my flesh like hungry, thirsty ground, my heart a deep, profound abyss, and every joy and pleasure but a wound, so long as I my blessedness did miss. O happiness, a famine burns, and all my life to anguish turns." Where are the silent streams, the living waters and the glorious beams, the sweet reviving bowers, the groves, the sweet and curious flowers, the springs and trees, the heavenly days, the flowery meads, the glorious rays, the gold and silver towers. Alas, all these are poor and empty things. Trees, waters, days, and shining beams, fruits, flowers, bowers, shady groves, and springs. No joy will yield, no more than silent streams. These are but dead material toys and cannot make my heavenly joys. 
O love, ye amities and friendships that appear above the skies, ye feasts and living pleasures, ye census, honors, and imperial treasures, ye bridal joys, ye high delights that satisfy all appetites, ye sweet affections and ye high respects, whatever joys there be in triumphs, whatsoever stand in amicable sweet society, whatever pleasures are at his right hand, ye must, before I am divine, in full propriety be mine. This soaring sacred thirst, ambassador of bliss, approached first, making a place in me, that made me apt to prize and taste and see, for not the objects, but the sense of things, doth bliss to souls dispense, and make it lord like thee. Sense, feeling, taste, complacency, and sight, these are the true and real joys, the living, flowing, inward, melting, bright and heavenly pleasures. All the rest are toys, all which are founded in desire as light in flame and heat in fire.
Lord, we thank you for your servant Thomas Traherne. This Lent, fan the flames of our longing that only you fulfill. Help us to pay attention to this longing. Let this desire burn off the things distracting us from the way of enemy love and reconciliation, from the path of self-knowledge and confession, and from the work you have given us to do in each of our individual lives right now. You raise up parched and withered bones, Lord of resurrection. Now resurrect our hearts. Amen. Thanks for listening to Old Books with Grace. More of this penitential poetry from four early modern poets will be back in two weeks. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcasting platform. I appreciate it. Thanks again for listening.